Welcome to Travel Tips Tuesday with John Rogers. On today's show, you'll learn up-to-date, creative, and personal tips that will help you make your travel dreams a reality. Enjoy today's episode. Here's John. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Travel Tips Tuesday. Uh, just getting things set up a little bit differently tonight, and thank you for bearing with me on that. Uh, I am very glad to be back with you again. Uh, again, we are going to be talking about a lot of really cool things, but tonight it is February the 11th, 2019, and we are going to be chatting about Epcot World Showcase. Uh, we're going to be talking about travel planning in general. Uh, we're going to be talking about travel agents, kind of what they do, um, and, and kind of how all that works and, and those sorts of things. We've, we've talked about that before uh, a little bit, but I think it's, it's worth mentioning again for a few reasons, and I'll get into that here in a little bit. But right off the bat, our question of the day is, if you could travel to one country in the world, what would it be and why? So again, if you could travel to one country in the world, what would it be and why? Please drop that in the comments tonight. Uh, I'm going to circle back around to a lot of these answers towards the end. I would love to be able to chat with you about your favorite country, your dream destination, the place where you want to go that you have not been, that you've always dreamt about. And I want to know why, because it's a fun thing to talk about. And I've got some, I've got some answers from my own self that I'm going to share, uh, share here towards the end. So I'm pretty excited about it. Also, if you're listening to this on podcast, be it Apple Podcasts especially, uh, most of the folks that listen to this via podcast on Travel Tips Tuesday are listening via Apple Podcasts. So I've included the Apple Podcast link. Um, if it's not there uh, in the description because I had some issues tonight, uh, I am going to go back and add it in the comments um, in a little bit because I want you to be able to find that. And I would love, love, love it if you could leave me a review. Uh, let me know why you like Travel Tips Tuesday, uh, why you listen to it, why you tune into it week in, week out, uh, why you listen to it on podcasts, those kinds of things. So it would be hugely helpful for me uh, moving forward. So uh, tonight, right off the bat, shout out to travel agents. Here's a question for you. Would you... Would you want to pay for something that you're not getting? When you book a vacation, most of the time, a portion of that trip cost that you're paying, whether it's a theme park destination like Disney, whether it's a cruise, whether it's an all-inclusive destination, whether you're just buying tickets to go to a theme park. It doesn't have to be the whole you know, package deal. Uh, regardless of where you're going, if you book that through a travel engine of some sort, um, or whether you're booking it directly, it doesn't matter. A portion of that cost, however it's bundled together, um, is always designated for the travel planning and kind of trip support. Now, that money is either going to go back into the pockets of Disney themselves, they're going to pay their own travel planners, their own people to do it, or uh, it can help support travel agencies like Travel Nation that I'm affiliated with. Uh, they are a platinum earmarked um, authorized Disney vacation planner. So they are platinum level. That means they are one of, I think, eight agencies in the entire country uh, that have achieved this. It's a certain level of basically uh, client service and customer service that, that we basically just, well, you know, to kind of toot our own horn, uh, we do a pretty good job at it. And it's a lot of fun to do. It's a lot of fun to be uh, a travel planner. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just, you know, but, I don't know. It's just kind of fun for me. It's a little bit more than just a hobby. I was talking to somebody just today. They're like, how's your business going? You know, that kind of thing. I'm like, it's going pretty well. But for me, it's kind of half business, half hobby in a way. And I say that not to demean anybody that's doing this full time um, or anybody that's doing it part time or anybody that's thinking about it. But really, it's fun. Hobbies are meant to be fun. And for me, it is that. 
Um, it, is, it is a lot of fun for me to be able to plan trips, to be able to walk alongside people um, in a lot of really uh, very intentional, very important moments in their life. Um, and it's just a joy that I have to do that. So again, most travel planners are supported um, by a commission and it's not anything that they charge you know, extra for most of the time. I can say with absolute certainty, I don't and the vast majority of agents that I know do not charge extra fees uh, for their travel planning services. Uh, because we want to give you a great value. We want to make sure that you have the best experience possible um, and that you're not you know, paying for something that you may have a regret for later on. So um, just be thinking about that. You know, We don't get paid if people don't book trips with us. That's the other side of it. So this, what I'm doing with you every week, this is just something free. Again, this show is not sponsored um, in any way, but this is just something free that I do for you. You know, I send out emails now. I did, did this for the second week in a row uh, featuring some special bonus travel tips. So if you want that special weekly bonus travel tip, uh, please message me your email address and I will add you to that. I would love to be able to add you to that list. Um, so really cool thing that we're doing. We're letting people know kind of about a day or so in advance uh, what Travel Tips Tuesday is going to be in about. And we're also including a bonus travel tip that is not going to be talked about uh, on Travel Tips Tuesday. So, again, I love travel planning. It's a lot of fun. If you are a travel planner or travel agent out there, thank you for what you do. Um, I've had the pleasure to work with a lot of really cool people that have left an impact on me. Uh, they brought a lot of joy into my life. Uh, there's an amazing team atmosphere with Travel Nation that is just, man, it's just a lot of fun to be a part of. It's an infectious place uh, to be. Infectious in a good way. <laughs> Got to specify that. So... Um, here's our question of the day, right? The curiosity of world travel. What, what is the place that you want to visit? What is that dream destination vacation that you've been thinking about um, that you've like, you know what, that would be a lot of fun. That would be a lot of fun to go and visit that place and do you know, XYZ, ABC, whatever it is. What is that place you want to go to and why do you want to go there? Please share that with us tonight. And kind of more generally, what is this sort of curiosity of world tra travel? Why do I have it? Why do you have it? Why do the people around us like to travel, like to go and experience new places, uh, taste new foods that, that maybe you've never had before, or, or meet new people, experience new cultures, you know, see some really amazing historic sites along the way? Why do people like to do these things? And I think that there is something very uh, kind of underlying in us that, that we're not made to be sort of in, in, in one spot. There's a lot of things to be gained by, um, by getting to know people of other cultures, uh, by getting to know you know people that are, that are just different than you. And you may not agree with them on every level of life and every level of, you know, whether it's political, religion, you know, whatever. But that's okay because there are things that I believe that you can learn, that you can experience from a lot of awesome people uh, that may share a few different things that are different from you. Um, and that may, mean, that may mean getting out of your comfort zone a little bit, which is you know, totally fine. That's how we learn and experience the things that typically leave the greatest impact on us is we get out of our comfort zone a little bit. We do something different. We go on an adventure. So I've talked about Adventures by Disney before. It's a land tour wing of Disney destinations, and they do an absolutely amazing job of giving uh, their clients, the, the families, the, the, the couples, the folks that go on these trips, they do an amazing job of giving them basically once-in-a-lifetime style opportunities um, that will leave them going, wow, what just happened? That was absolutely amazing. Um, because you know there is so much to experience, and, and the way Disney plans it out, and, and the way I try to for my clients and others, um, 
we try to do it in a way where you're going to experience something new. There's going to be something familiar there at the same time, but you're going to leave having learned something, having experienced something, and hopefully wanting to go back. Um, that's that's at the end of the day, whether you do or not, you know, there's that feeling of, man, I wish I did blah, blah, blah. I wish I could have done more of this or whatever it is. Um, you know, I think this idea of wanderlust is sort of built into all of us. We all have this desire to go and see and explore. Maybe it's not going overseas somewhere, but maybe it's doing something, you know, in, in your own neighborhood, your own city that you haven't done before. Um, going to a new coffee shop uh, or going to uh, a new attraction, hiking a new trail, you know, whatever it is, taking a different route on your run or your bike ride. Uh, we have this idea that's sort of innate in us from when we're little. We like to go exploring, you know, in the woods. We like to build forts. We like to, uh, you know, we like to do things that sort of let our imagination run wild. That, for me, is why I think uh, this idea of not just traveling and vacation planning is so important, um, but this idea of, of really experiencing uh, new things and allowing our imaginations and our creativity to run wild with our vacation plans. So it's not just a sales pitch for me. It's something that's really should be a part of life, I think. So I hope that makes sense to you. And again, I would love to know what's one country in this world that you would love to be able to visit, and I would love to know why. So let's get into our conversation for tonight. We are taking a trip around the world, World Showcase that is, at Epcot. Uh, world Showcase is one of the key parts, uh, the Epcot theme park. You know, Epcot being uh, one of the last major projects that that Walt Disney himself had his hands on. That's kind of where I'm, why I'm wearing this Disneyland shirt today, even though we're talking about Epcot. So don't get confused there, because uh, some people are like, why are you doing that, or whatever. I wore uh, a Disneyland shirt to Walt Disney World one time, and people are like, you got the wrong shirt on. But anyway, so I, I listened to a uh, really awesome podcast today called the Imagineer uh, Podcast, um, and it had a, a gentleman by the name of Bob Gurr. If you know who Bob Gurr is, uh, you're probably a Disney nut just as much as I am. Um, he had his hands on pretty much everything, and according in his words, uh, he had any, anything that has wheels uh, at Disneyland, he probably had his hands on at some point. Um, completely over 250 creative projects in his lifetime. He's still rocking and rolling in his late 80s, doing a lot of really cool things. He's actually in the process of building um, and sort of testing out a uh, ECV or motorized scooter specifically designed for Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, he hadn't done creative projects like that, uh, dealing with machinery in several years, but something really cool. So uh, that's why I'm wearing this shirt today. And, and I hope that you will check that podcast out. They didn't ask me to talk about this, but uh, the Imagineer podcast is great. You'll hear a lot of great interviews from uh, Imagineer's current and, and, and past um, that I think will leave you with a greater appreciation for uh, this thing called Disney that we all know and love, uh, not just the theme parks either. So they, they like to go deep there. So the newest country to World Showcase in Epcot uh, open in 1988, and as you, a lot of you know, there have been a lot of rumors uh, kind of circulating throughout, um, you know, the past several years of, you know, is is Disney going to build a a fifth gate or a fifth theme park at Walt Disney World, or are they going to add another another country to Epcot? There are a lot of people that speculated that this past year, when D23, which is the big official uh, Disney fan 
event uh, that's hosted roughly every couple of years, there are a lot of people that speculated that Brazil was going to be announced as a new country uh, in Epcot because the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World is right around the corner. So, uh, but that, you know, that didn't happen. Uh, there is room for more countries to be built or more country pavilions rather to be built at Epcot. Um, so you'll see that if you pull up the map of Epcot. I showed one last week briefly on Travel Tips Tuesday. Um, you'll be able to see that. There's some green space in there. There's some room to expand, uh, which is one of the reasons why the new Guardians of the Galaxy uh, attraction is going into Epcot. There's um, the new uh, Ratatouille uh, ride that's being built and should be finished in the next few months uh, that's in the French Pavilion. Lots of room to grow and lots of room to, gr to do. And I don't think Disney's done. There's no way that they're done adding new countries in. Um, and, and, and officials from these countries and kind of cultural experts come alongside Disney to make sure that the details of these locations are right and that they're good. And tonight's country is no exception to that. There's a lot of really cool detail, but some controversy, but a lot of really cool detail in the Norway Pavilion um, at Epcot. So it, again, it's the newest one. Uh, it is the land of Thor, Loki, Trolls and two Di two frozen Disney princesses and I said this in my email. It kind of sounds like some weird Marvel Disney princess uh, mashup kind of thing in a way. Um, but yeah, it's it's a land of of mystery of story uh, that is really cool and it sort of invites you in when you walk up and you see this giant uh, this giant building sort of staring you right in the face and you see a statue of this godlike person, and, and then you walk in, and you see these magnificently decorated uh, buildings, and you start smelling some of the things that are coming from the bakery, which we're going to talk about in a minute, and you see some, may see some glimpses of some Disney princesses as well uh, while you're there. So dining um, at uh, the Norway Pavilion at Epcot, uh, there are two major dining experiences that you can, uh, what I call major dining experiences, that you can uh, indulge in if you so choose. The first of which is Akershus Royal Banquet Hall, and I hope I said that right. Akershus is spelled A-K-E-R-S-H-U-S. Um, it is home to a character uh, meal with the five Disney princesses. Uh, it's a great opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to save some time uh, by booking that character meal and enjoying that, enjoying a good meal. Uh, there is a mixture of American food uh, and also kind of traditional, Nor some traditional Norwegian fare. Um, so that's kind of, if you want to try something new, maybe a little bit different, maybe a little bit different outside of your comfort zone, um, then definitely go to the Norway Pavilion and check some of that out. So you can go there if you've got picky eaters that are kids, don't worry, they're going to have something for them um, there if you want to be a little bit more adventurous. So check it out. It's a great opportunity to experience something really cool. Uh, it's also right next door to an attraction that we're going to talk about in just a minute. Uh, there's also the Kringla, Kringla Bakery uh, Cafe, and this is uh, just kind of a traditional Norwegian uh, bakery there. They're going to have some traditional baked goods. That's um, a great snack, great thing to kind of fill you up midday. You know, if you're on the quick service dining plan or the mid-tier Disney dining plan and you only have a couple of big meals, this is a great place to go at Epcot to kind of start to, to fill your belly a little bit and kind of keep you going while you're walking around uh, World Showcase. Again, Basically, when you walk up to World Showcase, you hang a left, you go past Mexico, which we talked about last week, and Norway is just up the way a little bit past Mexico. Um, 
Next down on the list are the attractions. There's some really fun things to do um, at the Norway Pavilion. So it's not just the big boat ride. There's, there's about four different things that you can do there. Their first one is the Stave Church Gallery. So that big kind of tall building when you walk up, that's kind of dark and uh, sort of ominous looking in a way. Um, if, you, if you saw my post from earlier today in my newsfeed, I posted a picture of a few different things from that particular pavilion, and that was one of them, the big kind of tall building. Um, and there is a uh, gallery of sorts, this sort of rotating um, sort of gallery museum kind of thing uh, that's sort of historical in a way. It sort of ties in Disney stuff a little bit, but it's kind of neat to sort of walk through. Uh, it's not very big. doesn't take you but maybe five minutes to walk through the thing, but a great place to go catch some AC and learn a little bit too. Um, the next thing is the Kidcot, Kidcot Fun Stop. So I did not talk about this last week, and I probably should have. At Epcot, there's this little thing called Kidcot Fun Stations that are scattered around uh, World Showcase and many of the different countries there. And it's basically an opportunity for you know children or whoever to, to go to these little stations and learn about uh, the different countries. There's a, there's a little craft sometimes for them to do, some sort of little activity, and they will be interacting with cast members. So, for instance, if it's Norway, in this case, it will be a cast member from Disney uh, at Epcot that is from Norway. You know, they speak the, the local language. They understand, you know, the culture because that is where they are from. That is where they grew up. So, at every single country around World Showcase, you are going to meet, see, and experience people that are actually from those places. They're not actors. They may be called cast members because that's what Disney called their employees. But uh, these are people that are actually from those, from those countries. So, really cool thing for kids to do just to sit down and do something pretty fun uh, and kind of take a break for a little bit. The next thing is meeting Anna and Elsa at the Royal Summer House. So uh, meeting Anna and Elsa was something that was really, really popular. It was over at Magic Kingdom. If you remember uh, right after Frozen, uh, the movie came out and you can now meet um, Anna and Elsa there uh, at the Norway Pavilion at, at Epcot. Great opportunity for those little girls that love Frozen, that love Olaf, that love uh, a lot of those characters from um, from Disney's Frozen. So check that out. It's a lot of fun. And usually, by the way, you know, when, when, when Anna and Elsa first started doing character greetings, the, the, the wait times were like crazy, right? You could not, like people were waiting three, four, five hours to go see Anna and Elsa. You could not get a fast pass to go see Anna and Elsa. Now it's kind of calmed down, uh, calmed down a little bit. So uh, you can a lot of times walk up and maybe wait 30 or 45 minutes at most. You can get a fast pass form if you want, but um, most of the time the walk-up points are not that bad unless you're talking like one of the busiest days of the year. Then you know pretty much everywhere you go is going to be pretty busy. So meeting Anna and Elsa, definitely check it out. And last but not least, the um, shall we say highly debated and contested Frozen Ever After. Now, for some of you Disney purists and classic folks like myself that, that appreciate the Disney parks of yesteryear, um, you, you might not be the biggest fan of this attraction because, and, and a lot of people still aren't to this day, because it just sort of embodies this idea that, well, you know, now all of a sudden Disney has been, is, is starting to sort of maybe over Disney uh, parts of their parks a little bit. So they're taking their intellectual properties like Frozen and pushing them into these cultures where they may or may not have a place. Yeah, you know, Frozen was definitely inspired by um, 
sort of the country of, of Norway and a lot of the lore that, that, that comes from Scandinavia in and of itself. But, um, you know, a lot of people didn't really appreciate sort of them taking Frozen and sort of overlaying it over this wonderful attraction that used to be known as Maelstrom. Um, so the same track is there. They're using basically the same boats, uh, but it essentially it's just frozen all over the place. If you love Frozen, you're going to love it. It's a great attraction uh, for kids, and I personally like it. It's fun. I, I do miss uh, the original attraction, Maelstrom, um, but definitely check out Frozen Ever After. And here's a travel hack for you. This is not the one that I talked about in, in the email that went out. This is a different one. But if you want to go on Frozen Ever After, because it is one of the most popular attractions at Epcot, it has been since it opened. You know, this is one of those where the Fast Passes typically go um, pretty quickly when those booking windows open for the Fast Passes. So another great way that a travel agent could help you out uh, free of charge. So um, what I would suggest doing if you're thinking about character dining is this. Uh, grab a character meal, an early morning character meal at Akershus, the princess dining that I told you about here just a little bit ago. You'll be able to meet five Disney princesses, and you'll be, <coughs> excuse me, you'll be some of the first in the park. So you could also be some of the first in line for Frozen Ever After. So you won't have to kill one of your fast passes. You won't have to wait in line for hours on end to ride the attraction. It, you know, Akershus is literally right there next to Frozen Ever After. Great opportunity to save some time, enjoy a good meal, get some awesome pictures taken, and create some lasting memories for you. So uh, hopefully you'll check that out and go on Frozen Ever After next time you're there. Some hidden gems. I like to talk about hidden gems around the World Showcase because there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, some things, kind of like Kidcot a little bit, is sort of uh, a hidden gem in a way. Uh, but I like to sort of take a minute and pause when I'm in some of these pavilions. So sort of look around... You know, notice the sights, notice the smells, um, you know, the detail, what the cast members are wearing, um, even down to the signage and different things. So um, some of the hidden gems in the Norway Pavilion are the trolls. If you know anything about the Maelstrom attraction, that's one of the things that people miss, uh, or the trolls that were part of it. Um, you can see uh, there's this big giant troll in one of the gift shops. One of the main sort of gift shops there called uh, the Fjording that we're about to talk about. You can get your picture taken with it if you want. They also have little mini statuettes of them. Um, and they're not like big scary trolls. They're more so like, I don't know, sort of friendly looking trolls. People, it's, it's a great kind of picture spot in the Norway uh, pavilion area. So get your picture taken with some trolls uh, while you're there. While you're there. And then the Fjording. So the Fjording is, Nor is full of Norwegian themed goods and goodies. Um, also featuring Helly Hansen outerwear. Part of the fjording um, is this place called Puffin's Roost. It's this, you know, again, at Epcot, the majority of these pavilions, um, you can almost get lost when you walk into them because they'll have their sort of main attraction, maybe a restaurant or two, some sort of food option. And then, you know, Mexico's an exception to this, but then they kind of have this string of stores and gift shops that sort of run, like you don't know that you're walking from one into another. Uh, the Japan Pavilion that we're going to talk about in a few weeks uh, is 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 almost, I think, worse than this than any of them. It's easier to get lost there. But, um, again, they just have, like, merchandise after merchandise after merchandise. A lot of it is uh, imported or imported goods directly from these countries. You know, things that you will not be able to get, you know, back at your local Walmart or Target. 
Um, the only way that you might be able to see it is, you know, on online somewhere maybe or directly. So, uh, but there are other things that they do have as well that some of us are familiar with, like the Heli Hansen outerwear, uh, pretty high quality outerwear um, jackets for folks that maybe are in cooler climates. Um, it's a great product. So, again, not sponsored. Just kind of telling you some of the things that they have to offer there um, if you're curious. So, um, again. At the end of the day, Norway, the, the pavilion there offers a lot to learn about, to experience the culture, uh, the food, learn a little bit about the history uh, of the country, um, and have a lot of fun, too, with some really cool attractions uh, that are around. So next time you're at Walt Disney World, please make sure you check out uh, the World Showcase Pavilion of Norway. So let's get back to our question of the day. I'm going to scroll back through because I see my buddy Adam has been commenting a little bit. A bunch of y'all have been popping on and watching, so thank you for that. Um, why do I like to travel? I'll start off. Why do I like to travel? Tell me why you like to travel if you like to travel. I like to travel because, again, I think there's something to be learned by, by going new places and, and doing new things and, and listening to new people. Uh, I think it enriches you know, the people around you that are important to you. I think it enriches your own self uh, in a number of different ways. And it's just a lot of fun. You know, you're going to get to see and experience things that you may only get a chance, one chance in your life to do. So, um, you know, go out, do something new. Go, go exploring. Plan a trip to a place that maybe might catch somebody else off guard. Um, and would love to help you dream about that, by the way. I love getting to know people, uh, finding out their stories, finding out kind of what makes them tick, what they like, what they don't like, and coming up with some suggestions to kind of help. Um, help them. And I, and I know actually there's one travel agent, and I don't know if she's, you know, has tunes into Travel Tips Tuesday or not, but if you do, hi. Uh, one of the things that she loves to do um, is she actually created a, a package experience for uh, a couple that was celebrating something special, and uh, they didn't know where they were going. She basically shipped them a box with all these different kind of pieces to kind of a jigsaw puzzle of a trip. You know, they kind of knew roughly what to pack, so they weren't completely, you know, uh, unprepared for what they were doing, um, but they kind of crafted something custom special for them just by taking the chance to taking the time to get to know them, and that's something that I would love to do uh, for you. So again, I don't charge any planning fees. Um, it's a lot of fun for me to do this, to dream with you, and to find out more about who you are, um, so we can partner together to help plan uh, some amazing hassle-free experiences. So please, please, please don't forget to leave a review. Uh, and reach out to me if you do have any questions about Disney, about cruising, about land tours, about all-inclusives. I would love to chat with you more about that. Uh, some of you that are tuning in um, have been or are uh, clients of mine. Thank you for that. And thank you for your support and for trusting me uh, with, uh, with, with your trips. Super important thing that I do not take lightly. Uh, as always, again, my travel planning services are free to you. And I would love to help you make your travel dreams a reality. So, again, we'll be back in Epcot for a little bit longer, for maybe a couple more weeks or so. We'll look at some more countries um, next week. We're curving around to the left around the World Showcase Lagoon. And I will see you next week. We'll see you again real soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Travel Tips Tuesday. We'll be back next week with another episode. See you then.